1: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I am your host, Ryan Stone, Believe Podcast, the Network for Professionals. Uh, Excited for another episode this week. Joined in by another special guest. His name is uh, Jonas Pope IV. He is the new NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. And uh, Jonas, I appreciate you joining us uh, so much this week.
0: I I definitely uh, appreciate the invite. I'm happy to be here and and glad to talk about, well, get to talk (laughs) about some college football. It's It's been a long summer of everything else, so. We'll, we'll enjoy these next couple of days or maybe next couple of hours where we can talk about <laughs> football in a, in a positive way.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly where I wanted to start. Uh, obviously, the news kind of – it seemed like it was going positive. There was always kind of some looming doom. But, like, when the, when the conferences were at least setting schedules, uh, it seemed like things were at least maybe heading in a positive direction. Well, the news kind of drastically shifted yesterday when there was news coming out that, a big meeting had taken place, and they were talking about potentially either delaying or canceling the season. I, I don't know about you as somebody that covers the, covers NC State, obviously, and I, I work in college sports broadcasting. So I, I'm just exhausted by all the different reports and, and the, the conflicting reports that seem to keep coming out as well. I just kind of wish everybody would <laughs> back down until we get the, the official – news on that I don't know how you feel about that
0: <laughs> man it's been I, I'm like you I, I just wish they would just come out with it one way or the other like and it's been such an emotional roller coaster the last couple of weeks like you said we get we get the schedule well let's back up first of all we, we don't know what's gonna happen then the yeah. players get to campus um they you know they get to campus and they announce a schedule and then we get the dates and the times and you're like okay now right, right we're heading in the right direction and then boom over the weekend oh, yeah, all these Power Five conferences are talking. They might, they might cancel the season. And then you got reports of, well, this conference is going to cancel. Well, this conference is going to keep going. And it's just like, just, just pull the Band-Aid off already. Just let me know like, <laughs> what, this next, what this fall is going to look like and just, like, stop toying, without emo- stop, stop toying with our emotions.
1: Yeah, that's, I agree with that 100%. Uh, I mean, you, I even read moments ago that Ohio State was entertaining the idea of even playing in a different conference. If the big ten didn't, <laughs> didn't didn't have a season, so I mean it, it's just it's so much and it's so constant and, and another one that's been real and this has been going on for about a month now, but it, it's the it's the war of on Twitter at least it's the war of the beat, the writers who are i guess what you would say covering the actual facts of what is happening with uh, with covid and then it's the ones that just want a football season so bad they don't they don't know what to do. Uh, going at each other and, and that one has been particularly uh, exhausting at, at this point because the real, the reality is they're both right in a sense and they're both wrong in a sense because there is no correct answer on this
0: Yeah, you know, and the crazy part is I've been on both sides of that because like <laughs> yeah. this, in the summer I've been covering COVID stuff when there wasn't sports you know quietly not even quietly rooting for sports to return so I can stop covering COVID and get back to my normal life <laughs> But then I realized the two are about to they're about to intersect uh, right here in the next couple of days because you know it might be because of COVID again that we won't have any college sports. But yeah, I've seen the back and forth and the beefing and the people claiming that sports writers don't want college football, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> so yeah, I, the, the sad part about it is like if they do cancel the season, there's going to be this whole crowd of people like, yeah, we told we knew it. You guys are happy. You guys You guys wanted this, and like nobody <laughs> wants this. Like nobody I, in our business wants this at all.
1: I uh, yeah, it, it, you would have to be nuts to actually want this. I, I yeah. mean, you would have to like you're talking about the amount of people that'll be furloughed, that'll be out of work. Uh, you you would have to have something mentally actually wrong to <laughs> yeah. to to not want this, to not want football when you work in this industry. So uh, I, I mean, and, and we all understand the,
0: we all understand the risk. We understand the, the yeah. safeties first. We're not rooting for them to pack stadiums. Not remembering them yeah. like go back to normal, but come on, man, we we don't want to be sitting at home wondering what's going to happen with us now because of like a council season.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the thing, and I think, you know Trevor Lawrence has said this. Yeah, I think he's he's been kind of the main voice, obviously, the Clemson quarterback. Uh, in that, the players aren't necessarily going to be safer going home. I I don't know where the proof is in that. I mean, I get that football is a contact sport, but and I know that there have been you know, problems, obviously, with baseball. But baseball is different. There's not chartered flights. They, they're they traveling multiple times a week to different cities, whereas football, you're traveling, you know, one day a week, you're going to one location and, and coming back. So I, I do think there is credence to that, that it, it doesn't necessarily – it's not necessarily as bad for football as maybe some people are making it out to be.
0: Yeah, but also the flip side of that coin is what makes him think he, – he, he makes it seem like – well, they're safer here than going home. Just because there isn't a season doesn't mean they're going to go home. They still got to go to class. Like school like school is still going to be going on. So I don't know why he thinks that when the season's canceled, everybody's going to scatter across the country. So That's true. they're still going to be there. But to your point, you're right. I mean, football would be a lot easier. But, again, it's my favorite term, the last few months has been like i don't we don't know we just gotta wait and see
1: so. <laughs> it's a bit it's been a humongous waiting game and it, it's getting really old at this point yeah. when you're on the uh, on the doorstep of the seat uh no question about that but I, I know you've obviously been covering nc state since they returned to uh, the campus uh, i i guess you know what kind of protocols have you seen them put in place as far as you know trying to combat COVID in this this regard
0: well I literally haven't seen anything, technically yeah, speaking. Because, <laughs> but, no, just, like, talking to some players last week. Well, I guess one protocol they put in place is the fact that we – the media can't come to practice. They don't want us, you know, getting too close to the players, which I understand. I mean, some, some media members kind of sculpted it a little bit. But, no, I get it. I don't want to be, like, too close to them and get them in danger. I don't want them to put me in danger. Um, so, that's one protocol. Um, we were talking to players last week who said, you know, they switch meeting rooms. Like, they're not in – they're in bigger meeting rooms so they can spread out. Um, obviously, masks are mandatory inside the building at all times. It's not not up for debate. Um, in pra- at practice, the offense and defense never really cross paths. Like the offense is on one field, defense on another field. And then when they come into the building, they take all their equipment off. Um, they put it on a chair and they get it sprayed and sanitized. So they're they're going through the you know things like that to make sure the equipment is is, is getting cleaned off properly. Um, when they go to, even when they go to the cafeteria, Donovan Knight, the, back, the running back, was telling us that they have it section off and you can only kind of like sit and eat with your roommates or so people you stay with. So guys, you're around all the time. So they're they're taking the necessary steps to try to make this thing happen. And they, well, they've been doing that for the last uh, for the last couple months. I guess they've been back since June. And, you know, there have been seven positive tests out of NC State, but we don't know if any of those have been football players. So I, I think Zonovan kind of, you know, tilted his hand a little bit unintentionally. He said the other day on, on, a, on a Zoom call that, we want to keep it at zero zero positive tests, and that made me think that maybe the football player has been the football team hasn't had any positive tests. But yeah, they're they're doing the right things. It sounds like talking to those players, but hope it's not all null and void for those guys because they're really trying their best to make sure the season happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, you especially feel for the teams that have actually taken it serious, and you've heard yeah. the the opposite end of that coin as well. I, I guess Virginia Tech would be uh, the team closest to us that we've maybe heard about that wasn't necessarily. Uh, taking it as uh, as serious, so you would hate to for the teams that have actually taken it serious to to be hurt uh, by it in this uh, in this regard. Uh, I, one other thing, I you know when the when the schedule came out for the new ACC schedule, it, it really it lined up well for NC State in, in my opinion, and, and some of the other people that I've, I've talked to, like David Glenn, uh, agree that and the fact that well, first of all, I, I had talked to Phil Steele earlier in the summer, and you know, he really liked NC State. Okay. Uh, you know he he really liked NC State, thought they could be pretty good this year, and thought. Mentioned Phil Steel. I got it, got it right here. There you go, I got it right here. <laughs> you so, yeah. right so, here. so uh, you know, he, he he mentioned to me he thought they could finish second in the Atlantic uh, when they were obviously going by divisions at that time. Uh, so he really liked NC State, and, and then they get a schedule where they don't have to play Clemson and they don't have to play Notre Dame. Their their toughest schedule is going to be on the road. At North Carolina, so your thoughts on on the uh, the schedule for NC State?
0: You know, once like you said, when you, when you look at the old schedule, you thought like, okay, this isn't bad in the coastal, and then they come out with a schedule and uh, proposal, and you're like, oh, great, no Clemson, no Notre Dame, which is which is which is ideal. This what those are the top two teams in the conference, but then they actually line it up, and you know, I was writing something last week, and I was like, this, I mean, it can be favorable. We just don't know what we're going to get from this team yet. But when you look at the schedule, it can also if things don't go right early, like, it could get bad. It's, it's not an easy schedule. I mean, it's tough. You know, you start out at Virginia Tech, they're always tough to play in Blacksburg. Wake Forest is a toss-up, but we know how Wake Forest seems to always find a way to have NC State's number. Then you go to Pitt, always a tough defense. Virginia is another toss-up. You just never know what you're going to get. You know, Duke and North Carolina back-to-back, Miami, Florida State. It, it's, it's it's brutal. Like It can. Yeah. it's no cakewalk. I mean, people were talking about states in the coastal and no Notre Dame and no Clemson. But when you look at this, it's like, I mean, if something goes, if if they don't get on track early and like, if we see more of what we saw last year, man, this thing could get ugly, but hopefully, you know, an experienced Devin Leary and all five officers are offensive lineman back and, you know, a little bit older on the defense. So maybe, maybe, you know, they can turn some things around quicker than we expected, but it's not a. It's not the cakewalk. It's not the cakewalk coastal or cakewalk. People thought thought. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's certainly not a cakewalk. I mean, anytime you're playing that many conference games, it's not going to be a cakewalk. Yeah. Uh, but, but I will say, it could be a lot worse. You could have the the oh, start yeah, yeah. that what you could have the start that Wake Forest has, where you play Duke and I mean, you, you play Clemson and Notre Dame right off the bat, and that's not that's right. not the start that's that anybody wants. You uh, always get to you know, and they don't even draw those teams. So I think for NC State, I, I think I really think that first game with Virginia tech might be the most important game on their schedule. And every coach is going to say that because that's just how that's just the coach mantra, but it's reality in this sense, because I think those are two teams that are both trying to bounce back.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody knows Blacksburg, you're not just going to walk into Blacksburg and just take a victory. And their defense is always tough. But, you know, I think they have question marks just like everyone else. I mean, they have players who, who, who left the program, you know, their best corner, their best defender opted out, you know, they're, they're, they're breaking in oh, new players wow. as well, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Like that, Like you said, it's, it's coach speak to say the most important game is the first game because it's the next game or yada, 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 stuff like that. But this this is really the case with NC State yeah. because <laughs> you go up there and and win in Blacksburg, it goes a long way because it's a confidence builder for a team that, you know, ended the season the way they ended last year. To go win on the road right out the gate, like it, it'll do a lot for like these young players who will step into these new roles for this team.
1: That's yeah, certainly the uh, the case. I, I guess, uh, you know, in, in talking to the the coaches and the players, uh, what kind of expectations do they seem to have for uh, for this season? I mean,
0: it's early. They haven't, you haven't played anybody yet, so the expectations are always high. The expectations are always, high. you know, we're in camp. We're going to get better day by day. That's, that's, that's all the uh, – that's all you hear now. You can check it off your, your preseason bingo card. You know we're just trying to get better day by day. Take it, take it one day at a time. You know, I mean, I think Dave Doran did say, I don't know how many games we're going to win. Obviously, he doesn't. He doesn't have a crystal ball, but they're going to play to win them all. But he says, you know, the team's going to compete. since team's it's a year older. They, they they were embarrassed by what happened last year, and they took last year very personal. So they're going to come out and just try to prove the last year was a fluke, so to speak. Um, I think this team has enough talent enough experience I mean like I said so many guys coming back that you would expect them to get back above 500 um so it all like I said it all just boils down how they attack that first week if they come out that first week and and win or even compete and have a lot of confidence so they'll, they'll do fine if they go to Virginia Tech and lay an egg then you know what does that do that might snowball into the next week and then the next week so that first week like you said is very very important
1: yeah I certainly agree with that uh, like you said it it's player and coach speak at this point to uh, to say that they have high expectations and play to uh, to win every game. They did, on the other hand, get a big win over the weekend on the recruiting trail uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, the signing of, uh, of Jordan Poole at, at linebacker. What do you think that uh, that signing does for them?
0: I mean, it shows that that, that Dave Doran and his staff are, are still a force to be reckoned with in the state of North Carolina. You know, um, and on the recruiting tra- trail in general because – Obviously, everybody knows what was happening in Illinois, Carolina. They, they're coming in and, and getting so many of the top players out of the state. But to go into to stay in state, you know, build it, keep that fence around North Carolina and get a four-star athlete like, like Jordan Poole. I mean, it automatically boosts boosts their recruiting class. That's that's a guy who has some pretty solid offers, Virginia Tech, South Carolina. <clears throat> so Dave Norton land that guy, no, another four-star four-star guy, and another four-star guy to that class. It that shows, that, hey, you just can't. Uh, overlook what this staff is doing. Right? This staff has brought in some good classes, has brought in some good in-state players, and they're still getting after it. So they're, they're not they're not going to roll over and die just because uh, Mac Brown has come in. His staff has done a great job in-state. No, Dave Dorn like, hey, we're still in this state, too, and we're still going to
1: compete for the top players. Yeah, they've done a uh, done a really good job, no question about that. To at uh, this point, that uh, that certainly proves that. And we're talking to uh, to Jonas Pope, fourth NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Obviously, it's early for, for basketball, obviously, but uh, NC State did get some good news over the summer that DJ Thunderberg was going to be back for uh, for them. Uh, they bring back some talent from uh, from last year's team as well. Uh, just kind of your, your early impressions, I guess, from at least, you know, what NC State brings back and what they have coming in as far as basketball goes.
0: You know, I haven't been covering State long, but I've, I've been around State long enough to know. You throw out expectations. <laughs> that's when things get weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's when things get, get tricky. You start throwing out uh, expectations. But, no, like you said, on paper, it looks like a solid team. You know, you got some key players coming back. Getting DJ back was huge because now you have DJ and Manny, in the post, and you can bring those young guys along a little slowly. Um, I really like this, this freshman class. I think Shaquille Moore and Cam Hayes are really going to step in and contribute from, from day one. You know, Braxton Beverly can still be a leader in the backcourt and take some pressure off those young guys. I think this is probably going to be the deepest team that Keese has had, and has the perfect combination of, of veteran presence along with some fresh faces who can contribute right away.
1: Man, it feels like I forgot Braxton Beverly was even going to be back. It feels yeah. like Braxton Beverly has been there forever. And, he, yes. I, and maybe that's because I'm familiar with Harvard Military Academy and that's where he went. But, right. but it does feel like he is, but he's been there for, uh, for a long time. Uh, you mentioned Keats, obviously. He always does a great job on the recruiting trail. He's a guy that I, I've known for a while because of, of Harvard. Right? Um, I, I guess uh, just, you know, in his first few years there, what do you think he's done for, uh, for NC State basketball?
0: I think, you know, right, he said it right from his, his uh first press conference that Kevin Keys is a winner. I think he brought a winning mentality uh to the program, not just on the floor, but like on the recruiting trail, um, just all across all across the board. I think he's changed the mentality that, hey, we're not gonna back down on the road recruiting, we're not gonna back down in this conference. Like a lot of the games that they've lost, like even last year, they should have they were in and they had it just failed. Did some something just go right now didn't go right down the stretch. So they've been competitive. Consistently and at a level we haven't seen for a while, and I think he's just continuing to to, to put his stamp on the program. Like we're winners, we're going to compete. We're not going to be secondhand to anyone in this in this conference, in the state, in this nation. And he's just he's changed the mindset and brought that winning mentality to Raleigh.
1: Yeah, he certainly has. Again, we're talking to Jonas Pope IV, the NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. I, and I, you know, it's like I said, you're new to the beat, so I also wanted to ask you a little bit about your. About your backstory and just kind of tell people how how you ended up. I know you've actually been at the uh, the News and Observer for for a while, but how you ended up on the NC State beat?
0: Right place, right time. That's the short answer. <laughs> 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 if, if, you, if you guys want a short, straight to the point answer, right place, right time. But no, I um, uh, I, was, I was with the Durham Herald Sun in 2016, and then you know we merged with the News and Observer, and. 2017 so at that point I was still covering um North Carolina Central and I was still doing some uh, recruiting stuff um so I started doing recruiting exclusively and then I kind of transitioned over to preps but this, the whole time I was doing all that I was still always helping out with the ACC school so if one of our beat writers couldn't make it to a game I would go or sometimes I would just go with a plus one and write sidebars it Just kind of helped them out in any way I could so I was always around helping out because I knew ultimately one day I wanted to cover um a power five conference as its as beat writer i wanted to i wanted that to be my end game and um so i just kept survivors just surviving man last man standing like i just kept fighting and, and, and pushing away and doing stories and right place right time you know joe gilio left um to go pursue other things and joe was a great mentor and that opened up the door for me and i, I you know i think my work that i had done since i've been there kind of spoke for itself, and here we are
1: I, I and I know I, I saw your your announcement when you did it on Twitter that you were going, <laughs> that you were doing the NC State beat and I, if I heard you correct, you had the choice of NC State or UNC. If I heard, no, that not correct, not really, not really. I kind of okay. played it up a little bit. I kind of played it up okay. a little bit, but okay.
0: to, I mean, the the UNC job was also open at the same time, and okay. During during one of my interviews, I was asked, "I like, did I have a preference?" And I was like, okay. Well, if I had to pick, had a preference, yeah, I would prefer state because I just had a better relationship with the people in the athletics department over there. Cause I've, I've covered them probably more than anyone else in the last okay. few years. I mean, plus I live in Knightdale, so it's closer to go to NC State, Raleigh, than it is Chapel Hill. So anyway, so when I was asked, I was like a preference. I'm like, well, yeah, I prefer state because I kind of know them, know that program a little bit better. So I kind of yeah, I, mean, I played it up a little bit for for theatrics, but <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good for TV.
1: I, I, that's definitely the case because if you play it up that way, not many people would. Uh, a lot of people would say, "What he chose NC State over UNC." No offense, NC State fans, uh, but, but that's that, that. Not a lot of people would make make that uh, make that choice. But I think I, the reasons you you outlined are certainly uh, good reasons if you were to make that choice here. Yeah. Familiarity, familiarity means a lot in this business, so I can certainly understand that.
0: Yeah, and Dave Dorn he shouted me out uh, his first uh, Zoom. Uh, press conference he had this first practice I asked him a question and he answered the question and he was like hey congratulations on your choice man he's like that was, that was pretty cool because I saw this and he asked he asked all the media he's like did you guys see that so he had the, uh, the media
1: guys and he picked one he's like that was, that was pretty cool so,
0: that
1: was I, I guess you got that from uh, covering recruiting all those years
0: hey listen listen you know, I've seen plenty of it so
1: <laughs> I mean I guess I guess you, you found a good way to uh to put it into your uh, your field as well. Yeah. So certainly, yeah, you
0: know, a lot of people on social media put you know, in some personal news and they just write yeah. what they're doing next. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I could have done that, but that's, that's not really my style. I'm a little bit more. Uh, I'm I'm with a theatrics. I'm a little bit more flashy <laughs> and, and I want to put on the show. I want to show. I want to do something different. I want to do something to create a buzz. And for Dave Dorn to see and comment on it, must it must have traveled went pretty viral locally. So. That was cool. I, I guess,
1: yeah, I, I, it popped up on my Twitter, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting. That's that's actually when I had the idea to have you on here when I saw that uh, you were the new beat writer. So it, worked. it worked. I, I thought <laughs> I was like, all right, that's somebody I can get on there, get on for uh, for NC State. And I know you mentioned the theatrics, and I know that you're you're also a big Seinfeld guy uh, as well. So, yeah. I, do you have a favorite Seinfeld episode or a favorite Seinfeld? scene i guess or or something along those lines
0: so yes and yes my favorite episode is the strike because like i I tell one of my best friends like that's that show that episode alone is so loaded you got the festivus um you got kramer going back to work at the bagel shop you got elaine trying to dodge those dudes who got her number and you got jerry dating (laughs) uh you got jerry dating the two faces like it's so much happening in that one episode so yes that's my favorite episode whatever um my favorite scene hands down is from the episode "The Big Race" when Jerry has to race to do he went to high school with, and they're in the diner. But him and George act like they don't know each other, haven't seen each other in years. It's like my favorite. That's hands down my favorite scene on <laughs> that show.
1: Yeah, those are good. Yeah, those are good choices. No yeah. question about it. I, I, I did. I think you said. I think it says in your Twitter that you finished second in the sign in a Seinfeld uh, trivia contest.
0: By myself though. That's the thing. I don't put it in the bio. I was taking on. A, I was, I went to a a brewery in Raleigh it was like okay. a whole room full of teams I was by myself
1: oh okay It finished second yeah that's that's wow okay so that, <laughs> was this like multiple answers like you like the other like you were actually competing against whole teams basically yes. like in the sense that like they were having to answer multiple questions and you were answering all those questions basically
0: by myself yes
1: okay <laughs> like, like they were they were they were
0: they were it was like it was like maybe four or five rounds and like four or five questions per round. So they were like huddling up and like comparing answers and talking to each other. I was like, it's just me by myself. And I can miss second. So.
1: <laughs> did you, now did you go to the brewery knowing they were having the contest?
0: Yeah. I wore I
1: wore oh, a, okay. a Seinfeld shirt. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. you, you were, you were ready, you were ready to go. You were locked oh, yeah. in and ready to go. You, you didn't just like happen to be there and that ended up happening. You were locked in and ready to go when you walked in there.
0: No, I had a friend who knows I love Seinfeld, and she told me about it. So I was like, you trying to go? She's like, yeah. I was like, you can play? And she was like, well, I've never seen Seinfeld. She's like, but I'll go. I was like – so then, listen, uh, I put it on Twitter. I put it filled out on Twitter and Facebook. I was like, I'm going to compete in this uh, trivia contest. Who wants to go and be on my team? Nobody responded. I was like, No, I'm still going. So,
1: <laughs> the <laughs> if, ever, if there's ever a fresh Prince of Bel-Air one, I'm your man. Well, okay. No. I I, <laughs> I know Fresh Prince of Bel Air like that. Not necessarily Side Bill like that, but I know okay. Fresh Prince like that. Gotcha. Uh, you know, we've been talking to uh, the Jonas Pope IV, the uh, the NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Uh, Jonas, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, congrats on the uh, the new position as well.
0: Hey man, thanks for inviting me. I definitely enjoyed it. Like this was fun. So I, I definitely <laughs> appreciate you reaching out for sure.
1: And- no problem. Again, that's uh, Jonas Pope IV, the NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. As always, you can download on Apple and Spotify.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need.